favorite show for movie and television lovers. The year is 2001, and Regina has just seen the inception of 91.3 FM CJTR as Hard Scrabble Community Radio Station. As such, we are coming to you from the year 2001 to talk about the films of the year. Um, 2001 has Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter films in theater, terrorism attacks and civil unrest across the continent, a war brewing overseas. So things will probably never be like this ever again, right? How could this ever, this could never, this could never <laughs> happen in the future. But certainly we would Crimes. learn our lessons from the past. Crimes. <laughs> um, I am Sean Dunham, a grade nine, 13 year old turning 14 in September. Probably the most momentous thing that will happen that September. Um, my mom cuts my hair. I have a pizza face and I wear huge pants. Um, this is my sort of transitional year from figure skating and piano lessons where I get really into sports, which, you know, <laughs> will probably carry me through the rest of my life. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. So. And I'm also joined by two other preteens and whom are you? Can I get some introductions? Well, I am a very socially competent nine, almost 10 year old named Sonia <laughs> Stanger. Uh, this is the last year of my life that I will not be burdened by weird, the weird things we call boobs. And oh, they're coming, uh, right? at this stage, I am very into uh, reading historical fiction about uh, young girls <laughs> through the ages. And. <gasps> Um, I didn't prepare for this part, so what else was what else am I into at nine? Um I don't know. Other other Ooh. things that children <laughs> like. In two thousand one. Nice. Um, hi. My name's Jeremy. <laughs> um I'm twelve years old, which I think puts me almost in grade nine. Um, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I'm very soon to develop a full uh, upper body half of hair for which, <laughs> for which many people As will soon call me <laughs> call me wolfman oh. <laughs> which uh, actually was a, a good way to ease into that whole situation um i think i was in grade eight in 2001 uh is that right i can't remember how old are you that doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> well what, what year were you born 89 baby uh anyway oh so you'd um, be like 11 yeah. 11 or 12 depending on where we're at yes. but um uh yeah what was i doing i was uh alone in a basement with two of my friends uh watching movies and playing video games for a minimum of 18 hours a day while going to school i think that, that's where we were and that, yeah, no, that math really right. checks out there thank you for that yeah, yeah no yeah that's 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 how that's how time and time and space folds um yeah thank you thank you for having me on this brand new radio show yes thank um, you both you for joining me um yes okay i have a little i have a bit of a script to read here we're excited to, <laughs> we are excited to let our listeners know that cjtr is celebrating our 20th anniversary CG, cjtr was only able to start broadcasting because of the hard work of dedicated community members a group formed in 1996 with the goal to bring community radio to regina as volunteers, this group fundraised and rallied the community, as well as conducted research, submitted paperwork, and organized programmers in order to start broadcasting. After five years, they finally achieved their goal on November 1st, 2001, when CJGR began broadcasting on the airwaves in Regina. Airwaves in? Airwaves of? I don't know. 
To celebrate this <laughs> special right. milestone from March 1st to 31st, CJTR will be holding some special remote events and online activities. There will be special radio broadcasts, panel discussions, and we'll be sharing memories with an archival material from the station on social media. So give them a little follow. Um, you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, and go to CJ, cjtr.ca to find more information about the 20th anniversary celebrations. Feel free to write the station to share your memories of CJTR by emailing radius at cjtr.ca with 20th anniversary in the subject line. We'd love to know how CJTR has impacted your life in the community for the past 20 years, and we would not continue to exist without our amazing volunteer programmers, our staff, and you, our dedicated listeners and avid supporters of community radio. Thanks for being here to celebrate this milestone with us. And I'm not just Woo! talking the Saskatchewan Yay. town. Okay. <laughs> that took me a second. <laughs> I'm only well, nine, so I don't know a lot of towns. Well, mm. and I'm only 13, so I make bad jokes. Well, there we go. Okay. I'm sure that'll change um, with age. I hope so. I can't see the future. Um, I think a lot of things will change. TBH. Okay, you guys, what are your favorite movies that came out this year? I mean, this current year that we're in. We. <laughs> I love this. <it. laughs> this is great. Um, it's actually very apt because a lot of my favorite movies that came out this current year, 2001... Um, Mm -hmm. All of which are definitely out right now because we're recording this on December 31st, 2001. Um, A lot of them are children's movies. Like there were a lot of a lot of classic kids movies that came out this year. You've got monsters. Also, like we are absorbing like we're at the age where we're like, these are things that I'm going to remember and I love, I think. Oh, yeah. Like seminal texts. Yes. Sorry, I cut you off. No, that's okay. Um, I mean, we've we've talked at length about Shrek on this <laughs> on this brand new show. We had an entire show, show about tags. I mean, Shrek. Starting. Um, and so, like, I don't know that we need to get into that, but you know, it's a it's a, it's such a classic. And um, same with Monsters Inc. Um, same with Spirited Away. That is such 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 oh, a good movie. Yeah. Um, you know, the first Harry Potter movie, Moulin Rouge, mm-hmm. like, there are just so many. Um, I don't, I look at the list, I think a lot of good movies came out, but, uh, I'm, I'm getting more and more aware that, uh, as a parent, um, that, uh, what I watched when I was young was probably not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, what were you watching? Uh, Your list is gonna just, be vastly different, I'm sure. Uh, maybe, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, I still, my, I, I... I talked to my dad about it. This is an aside. I watched Predator 2 with my dad. As you guys know, he's confirmed I was three or four years old. That's and bad. Yeah, this is... Anyway, so uh, I think that always just bumps me ahead in terms of what I was watching. Because uh, I remember watching Shrek at home pretty late. But a movie I did rush out to see... And you're was like, my when does first... the Predator show up? That's true. Um... <laughs> A movie I did rush out to see, which was sort of my first John Carpenter movie, was Ghosts of Mars, which I really <laughs> like a lot, and is a terrible movie. Um, I don't even really get the title. So, Ghosts of Mars? It's terrible. Uh, it's about uh, um, a bunch Some of ghosts? people... From Mars? It's about... <laughs> Alien ghosts? It's, uh, it's about people, like humans, who go to Mars 
and then I, if I recall correctly, they like terraform it so you can live there. And then as they're building their infrastructure, they unearth an ancient alien burial ground, oh, which, um, <laughs> which, uh, lets all the souls of the aliens out. Uh, oh, and then they go, and then they go into the people, like into the humans. And there's a lot of really graphic stuff where they like cut their bodies to like look more like the way they were. Is John and, Carpenter uh, a Scientologist? Because this is giving very Thetan energy. <laughs> Maybe I don't. I don't know. Because they have Maybe he all just... the mythology of a planet and like releasing yeah. the ghosts in it and. And, and maybe he just heard about it, and but I like I don't know. I had seen some stuff about it. I was really intrigued, um, and uh, I watched it this week, and it's really bad, but I love it. Like it's just so good. Um, it's a Natasha Henstridge, Ice Cube, Jason Statham, Pam Greer situation. Wow. That sounds which actually is, amazing. <laughs> a thing I never thought I'd say, but that's what it is. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, it was great. Super I want to see Pam Greer in space. Uh, well, on Mars, so. Well, but, does that uh, oh, yeah. count? Jeremy, <laughs> why do I feel what? like that was 12-year-old you speaking in that moment? Uh, what, do, what do you guys, on, if you're on another planet, you're not on space. in space. That's, okay. uh, that's not how that works at you all. Know, Thanks, Professor, perhaps care. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, open up your Dunkaroos and eat them smugly, you little... <laughs> Um, i will i will (laughs) there's yeah a lot of some of my favorite films of this year moulin rouge obsessed with still kind of obsessed with even though i actually don't talk about it that much on this podcast but i used to watch it very often um josie and the pussycats love uh princess diaries and rat race very seminal texts for me um and then as I grew older, like Royal Tenenbaums and Wet Hot American Summer are movies that I became into but did not know, like did not see at the time, obviously, because I don't even know where I could have found it. Not my local... Blockbuster, man. Not my local convenience store. I know, but I lived in the country. <laughs> and as well, a 13-year-old, I cannot drive. <laughs> so... <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, so I oh this is this might be interesting to you because I I looked up best picture noms of the year. This is when we were only doing oh. five. It's very easy mm. to watch five films, not ten, yeah. which is very unwieldy, I think, right now. So, uh, do you guys have any guesses? Actually, hmm. Oh man, um, uh, Shrek is not on the list, unfortunately. <laughs> no. But is is Save the Last Dance on there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Mulholland Drive? No. That I was surprised by that. That was nominated for Best Director. Actually, I think he won for Best Director, but not for Best Film. Um, Sean, is it Rush Hour 2? <laughs> no. These guesses are bad news, you guys. But we have <laughs> talked about one. Moulin Rouge was nominated. Mm, um, oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Rings, nominated. Um, oh, I shouldn't know that. And then in the bedroom, I've never heard of it. It's like a sissy spacek, uh, mm. sissy spacek Marissa Tomei, Gosford Park was there, and then the winner of Best Picture that year, A Beautiful Mind. Oh, oh. my goodness! I'm so mad that I didn't guess that. That's so so clear. 
Oh, it's like, yeah, if you, <laughs> the letters should have just jumped right out of the screen for you to piece together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, looking at the list now, I'm surprised it wasn't Get Over It. What's like, Get Over What are it? they thinking? With, uh, with Kirsten Dunst? I don't know. You've never seen Get Over You've never seen Get Over It? No. It's what? ringing a bell, but. Kristen Dunch, Mila Kunas, Ben Foster, and Cisco. Jeremy, Cisco? this is completely new to me. I only oh know my God. Cisco from his from his singer songwriter of the Thong Song. <laughs> I was going to say more like songwriter. Oh my God, <laughs> singer songwriter. First, first of all, Sonia crushed it. Uh, second <laughs> of all, uh, I cannot believe you guys have never seen this movie. I know, and with all this I Kristen feel... Dunst uh, Renaissance, Dunstaissance, I'm surprised that. I haven't seen anything of this. Wow. Yeah. We'll have to add it to the list. Yeah, she gets a mic or not. Um, Here we go. Okay. What did you guys watch this week? Did you revisit any of these? Or any of the things you've talked about? Um, I watched something new to me. Um, and I was actually very surprised when I heard that this was a thing. Um, I watched a women loving women rom-com from 2001 called kissing jessica stein have you guys seen it i have Uh, seen it but is it very women loving women well that is the question and the ending did make me kind of mad to be honest (laughs) um (laughs) so this is a movie that was actually written by the two leads um, Jennifer Westfeld and Heather Jurgensen. Um, Jennifer Westfeld, people might have seen in some things. She was in Grey's Anatomy. She's been in, like, I don't know. She's been in lots of stuff, actually. Um, and this is about a, a young Jewish woman in New York, Jessica Stein, who is fed up with men and going on terrible dates. And she sees this personal ad that really catches her eye because it has a Rilke quote in it. And she was just reading Rilke at the beginning of the movie. Um, <laughs> and she's like, wow, this person sounds amazing. And then she realizes that it's in the like women seeking women section. And so Ooh. she like, also newspapers you know, tries... are just so different nowadays. <laughs> so. I know, right? Also, I feel like in two thousand one, that was probably really a like New York, San Francisco, like... maybe another couple other places that you would have that yeah even Um, would it have been passe in 2001 though i don't know to have personal ads i think people still use to place personal ads maybe anyway please continue anyway so she she can't stop thinking about this ad and so she ends up setting up a date with this woman helen um played by heather jurgensen and then basically like the whole movie kind of is her being straight but trying to be in a relationship with this woman because she really likes her but like sort of they're just best friends um there were parts of it i really liked like parts of it that i thought were really funny and cute some of the writing was quite good um tova feldsha who's a very famous jewish actress plays her mom and she's she like steals the show she's so funny um but yeah spoiler alert at the end basically um helen breaks up with her because She's not gay, and they never have sex. Um, That's a very fair reason. Which, like, yeah, absolutely. And then she gets with her boss, who's, like, been in love with her the whole movie, and then they're just best friends at the end. So, I don't know. Like, you're right, Sean, that it sort of isn't 
And then there was a part of me that was like, well, you know, it's like people exploring their sexuality is valid and important and like people should be open-minded and should try things. But it just is a little bit like, okay, this is the queer representation we get. It's not actually queer for the most it's part. Like, I don't know. It's completely neutered. <laughs> it's like that character doesn't have any genitalia. But I guess like, yeah... I, I don't yeah, know, I don't maybe know, this is like, a were... good way to, like, start a stepping stone or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, it's interesting. Like, you know, it shows them kissing in the movie. Like, they talk pretty candidly about having sex. Like, you know, they do address some stuff and sort of, like, you know, it's almost like they were getting in front of some of the things people might have been thinking while watching this movie. Like, homophobic things or sort of just, like, stupid questions that people ask. Um, like, how lesbians have sex. Um... So in some ways it did surprise me because it felt pretty progressive at times, but then yeah, I don't know. Ultimately, a bit a bit neutered. I don't know. Did it, yeah. Sanj? Did it feel like they like wrote something and like formed it, and then like got a bunch of notes about how they had to like reel back a bunch of stuff? Oh, that's did you get that vibe? I don't know. Like maybe. But it, it didn't feel like they were playing it too safe. And I know that they they like developed it as a stage show first. That they created mm. together and then I guess turned it into a movie. So it's it felt like they had quite a bit of agency in terms of the content, but I don't know. Interesting. That sounds yeah. that sounds great. I should give that a revis. Mm. Um well Jeremy, and now for something complete <laughs> completely, completely different. Yes. Um Yeah. Yeah, what is uh, this? I did what I'm preparing. I I, I kind of went down a rabbit hole with all these 2001 movies. Um, I'm not going to talk about it a ton, but I did watch Zoolander. And it's <laughs> it's really dumb, and there's not a lot of stuff that happens. But the jokes that got me then still get me now. And I sort of now, when I watch it, just like wait for, this, like, for the thing I don't like, and then get to the joke I like. And it still works. And that... I don't know. That was a bit of a cultural that... touchstone. There's a lot of a lot of those lines were being bandied about. Oh, they definitely definitely were. But I want to talk about what I think is a bigger movie. Um maybe not as I don't know. Uh there's not as many one-liners sort of come out of this. But uh that is of course Heath Ledger's A Knight's Tale. Oh yeah. Um, oh. Which holds up so well. It's so funny. It's so smart. And it's, you know, it's incredibly simple. It's just about these guys sort of, well, uh, Heath Ledger plays William Thatcher, who is a, what's the word, squire, I guess? He works for a knight who sucks, so he starts pretending to be him, and then eventually sort of fakes his identity so he can compete in these jousting competitions with all of his friends. And, um, you know, they they have some adventures and make some friends along the way, and a couple of enemies. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I, I distinctly remember Entertainment Tonight being very concerned about this movie that was a period piece with rock music. Oh, yeah. And I think it's so interesting just because, like, everyone in this movie, Heath Ledger, Mark Addy, Rufus Swell, Shannon Sossman, Paul Bettany, etc., Alan Tudyk as well, um, all just, like, turning it up to 11 and doing an amazing job in this, like, movie that could be really goofy but isn't mm -hmm. and it's just like really sincere and fun and it i didn't realize it but it's a sports movie 
Yeah, it kind of is. Like, like that's, and that's, I think that's what makes it all come together. Because, you know, it is just this, like, they all have this goal. It's, it's a thing that, I don't know, is a physical competition, I guess, if you want to call it. But, um. Yeah, we watched you know, the Olympics by the... this year. There's jousting. <laughs> <laughs> they should bring it back, maybe. Oh, my God. Should they do that? Ice jousting? That would be good. Yeah, I'd like to see some jousting. Um, what did you guys think? You guys have seen this, hey? Oh, yeah, yeah, my dad actually, classic. my dad loves this movie. He always is like, what's that movie with like the cool rock music, but it's like old timey. <laughs> and I know exactly what he's talking about every time. <laughs> and literally all I can remember is like a crowd of peasants, like chanting, like, uh, we will rock you like by queen, like in, a, in the stadium. There's probably more, but that was the one that that sticks out to me. I always think of the dance sequence that they have to Golden Years by David Bowie. Mm. And like, I don't know. I can just remember watching it for the first time and just being so enchanted and being like, I don't think I'd ever heard the song before. I mean, I'm, I don't oh. know. I feel like my parents played Bowie for me, but um, I don't know. It just, it, you know, those, those movie moments that just hit you and you're like, this is incredible. This is a, this is, this is art. <laughs> <laughs> that mm-hmm. that yeah, scene I, was one of those I, for me. I should rewatch that. I admit the you can't argue with a Heath Ledger on screen. You really can't, and like the whole no. cast, like you said, Jer, like just everyone turning it out so hard. And oh my mm-hmm. god, that the part where he finds his dad, and then like goes and takes. I can't. I can't. It yeah. makes me cry every time. No, it's so it's so good, and. Um, I think what's interesting is like, uh, Paul Bettany as Jeffrey Chaucer is like this, like really over the top sort of, uh, I don't even know what you call announcer, I guess the first announcer, perhaps Jeffrey Chaucer. Um, but, uh, it's, it's just interesting to see like, you know, like all of everyone sort of involved with this has had a career that's gone on in a pretty meaningful way, but, uh, you know, it's just funny to see like this. Uh, you know, the vision, like walking along uh, a huge, <laughs> what are those called? Like a fence, like yelling his brains out, and uh, just thinking, like, yeah, no, that guy's that guy's gonna have a wild ride between the year that it currently is and like 2018 or something. But uh, it's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy to me. Um, I watched it was the film with star-studded. Paul. Oh, sorry, I watched the film with Paul Bettany um this year or this week also um and that is in our best picture winner of the year a beautiful mind by ron howard oh right um this film is very extremely classic yeah it's extremely classic oscar bait it's like one of the most oscar baity i think it's a biopic it's Mm -hmm. uh there's like mental illness there's these like twist it's a period drama there's aging makeup it's russell crowe who's like socially awkward but then he's so hot he like takes off his shirt for some reason and they're like, oh wow um and like there's so many like all so many shots of him like looking at paper and like letters popping out and him like like um like putting them together like flying around the room like that kind of queen's gambit type of thing um 
and just like how he's so unorthodox like he doesn't wear shoes and he writes on windows and all that um although you find out halfway through the film that he also is uh schizophrenic and all of his friends including paul bettany are like figments of his like personality and jennifer Connolly is there she they put her in a ton of aging makeup because she starts as like 18 and ends at like 70 or whatever um and uh he, he does like this crazy kevin spacey in house of cards like accent like he's like mm-hmm. he's like if i go for the blonde well, i'll get turned down but if we all go for her friends <laughs> and it's like i know it's based off of a person but i'm like uh i don't know if this person sounds like this anyway i i don't know i haven't i hadn't i had saw it so long ago but then in, on rewatch i was like this is the so most like trying to be oscar movie ever <laughs> but they got it anyway yeah, it you guys can do on that because uh because we should all go Burn a bunch of CDs before Napster shuts down its services in July. Um, We'll be right back on our brand new radio station, 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. And we're back on 91.3 FM, CJTR, Regina Community Radio, um, in the year 2001. Um, Hey, hey, uh, hey, Sean. Yes. Sean. Yes, child. Uh, yes, dear I, child. What are you saying to me? I, I've got, I've got an idea for a thing that we could do on the show, and maybe it's Is like it? a thing where, where, where I spend a few moments every week trying to figure out a movie that you guys haven't seen, mm-hmm. but it's one I've seen. Yeah, and then I tell you, I tell you the titles, and then you guys both tell me what you think it's about. And then I tell you what it's really about, and we have a great time. And then maybe, like, because in the first, like, I don't know, 50 days, you guys are each going to get, like, 30 points each. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. so maybe maybe it's just, like, the race to 100. Right. Well, this and sounds... And then every year we can, yeah. This sounds ludicrous, honestly. It doesn't seem like it'll fly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess we could try it. Have you thought about well, mailing DVDs bad. to people in the mail? Maybe. Maybe that's the way we can sort of circulate stuff. But uh, <laughs> with that being said, it's game time, people. What? <laughs> you know, Jared, it... it's so weird, but I'm really excited and I just have an impulse to make this noise. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and, and, and Sonia, I was going to say there's sort of a lull after I said the thing I said. So maybe you should just do that every time. And maybe maybe it could even fit the theme of the thing we're doing from time to time. I don't know. We'll work it out. We'll We'll just... We'll just play yeah, with maybe. it. Right? That's, that's an idea. Yeah. Um, so you guys, uh, this first 2001 film will be the, the title for our first game. And uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and play. Uh, this 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 first title is um, called Vanilla Sky. Okay. Uh, that title again, Vanilla Sky. Hmm. Okay. What do you guys think Vanilla Sky is about? Um, I believe that this is a... Benjamin Moore biopic uh, and it is about his early days where he invented a shade of paint 
that is so delicate and light and he refers to it as vanilla sky and he's like this is this is the paint shade that will make me an icon and he try he shops it around he's trying to get it made he's trying to like build his business and it's really tough go for a while but he eventually like obviously succeeds and becomes one of the best paint slingers in the biz mm. incredible wow okay thank you thank you sean thank you sanj Hmm. Okay. I think Vanilla Sky is about a, a scientist, a food scientist, who is doing experiments to try and make vegetables taste better. Because, you know, the children of the world are not eating enough vegetables. And, yeah. you know, that's one way to potentially get them to. So he is doing a, a particular experiment that involves a lot of vanilla extract. And then he gets a phone call. And so he has to leave his laboratory for a moment. And while he's doing that, his cat comes in and is fiddling around with some knobs on his machine. And there's a terrible explosion. And tons and tons and tons of very strong vanilla extract are extruded into the sky to the point that the clouds become vanilla. There's vanilla rain. It's a it's a ter- it's a terrific climate disaster. And so, like that then the song, vanilla rain. To... <laughs> yes, exactly. Vanilla rain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then he has to go on an adventure with his, let's say, twelve year old daughter. Just you know, I feel like it's good to have some dynamics there um, mm-hmm. to try and fix the situation before uh, the authorities find out that it's his fault. Um, okay. Wow. Thank you. Thank you both. Um, I'm in a bit of a pickle here. Um, I really thought one of you would get this. Uh, so I guess I'll have to award no points. This can't happen that often. (laughs) Um, the game, the game will iron out itself. Um, you guys, (laughs) Vanilla Sky is 2001, uh, American science fiction, psychological film, thrill, film, thriller film oh my god i can read um it stars are you ready for this one? Oh wait jared uh, jared wait i yeah. forgot to say i think tom cruise should play too late sanch too late uh anyway, anyway it's starring tom cruise penelope cruise kurt russell jason lee noah tyler and cameron diaz um you guys have not seen this movie this is so crazy so, i have um, i'm I'm so not attracted to a Tom Cruise film. I gotta say it. It's same. It's it's and that's all it I was know so, about it. But at the time, it was just such a strange, strange thing because it it looked like one thing, but it kind of was another. Uh, I'm gonna spoil this movie. It's been 20 years. Sorry if if I mean turn your radio down for a second or whatever. But um, it's it's about Tom Cruise who kind of plays a playboy, and then he meets Penelope Cruz and he falls in love with her. Is that and incestuous? Then... No, they're different. They're... Just because different cruises, yeah, Sean. Um, anyway, uh, he also has a fling with Cameron Diaz, and she freaks out about the whole situation and tries to kill the both of them. Oh, and his face gets just de- like destroyed in a car accident, um, and he can barely live with himself. 
So he elects to freeze his body, and he is put in suspended animation for 150 years. And the rest of the movie from that point, it sort of jumps back and forth. It's very confusing. But um, it, it's like a lucid dream he has, but something goes wrong with it. And then he has to decide if he wants to come back to reality or, or not. And I remember being so confused <laughs> by this whole movie. Um, I think it was pretty good. I should maybe give it a yeah. watch. But, but uh, no, it is absolutely nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have <laughs> um, recently Penelope Cruz popped up this last week. And I was like, I've become, I was like, oh, yeah, Penelope Cruz is amazing and beautiful. And so maybe I'm. Yeah. Maybe I should check this out. Maybe you got to check it out. Um, you guys, the game is lovingly brought to you by uh, the CJTR 20th anniversary. If you want to make sure CJTR lands lasts another 20 years on air, there's no better way to do that than purchasing a CJTR membership for the low cost of thirty dollars a year. Peanut. You can receive our newsletter, uh, become more active at the station. Activities like voting on our Radius Communications Incorporated annual general meeting. Have the right to apply to become a volunteer radio host. And you also enjoy 10% off certain products at local businesses, including Articulate Inc., X-Ray Records, Renewed Kitchen, Kitchens and Countertops, and B-Sharp Music. To pledge your undying love for community radio for longer than a year, we also have options for a two-year, three-year, five-year membership, with, which come with additional be- benefits. If you have a business or are involved with an organization, you can also also join CJTR's Community Supporter Program. We will list our supporters in our news, newsletter, and you will receive priority in on-air commu- community connection public service announcements and receive access to our current advertising rate card. Enrollment starts the day the, the day you join and is renewable each year. Uh, the fee for joining this program is only $35 a year, and that sounds like a deal to me. To buy your membership or join the Community Support Program, go to cjtr.ca. You can also connect with us at 306-525-7274 or radius at cjtr.ca to ask any questions before joining. And, uh, you know, actions like that will really keep this place going for like 20 years. You know, we know it. We we can't all suspend our animation like Tom Cruise can. Mm -hmm, (laughs) Right. mm -hmm. And for $35 a year, that's like what I spend on vegetables. Very. Um, okay. So... A year? <laughs> no comparison. So let's get back into this film of 2001. That had to compute for both Sonia and I to make sense. Well, yeah, like... we both delayed. <laughs> we are doing this from Zoom teleconference. Uh, so there's, there's hiccups. But we're making it work, I think. We're just going to uh, breathe My through. setup is Dial literally my computer on an mm-hmm. ottoman on a, uh, like, on a shelf sitting on my lap. But I think it's going all well. Mm-hmm. Um, can I, I ask you guys a question? Have you ever seen Mulholland Drive by Monsieur oh, David yeah. Lynch? No, you would have I been was planning on watching it this weekend. Jeremy, hey? It just got away from me. Well, I did watch um, it this week, and it did still get away from me. Because <laughs> it's so long? Well, it's very, it's long, and it is kukuluku, like, hard to understand. 
Kukuli, yeah. David Lynch. That's that's what I heard about. Yeah, him and obviously I was like, David, I can't believe you would do something like this. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't. I was it. like, I was reading articles like Naomi Watts, who is the star of it. She's like, yeah, I had theories, I had ideas, but he didn't tell me what was going on, and I would just like do what I could, basically. And so mm. it obviously creates very, the performances are, they're like confused, but it's kind of fine because it's like, they're trying to figure out a strange mystery. But um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, as I said, David Lynch directed it. He got a, I guess, nomination for best director. Um, it began as a tile- television pilot, but then it uh, it got turned into a feature film. So but I think maybe it works better that way. But also I would be very interested to see what a series of this looks like. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, it was very mystifying. What's it actually um, about? It, Great it's, it's a, it's, it's <laughs> like, it's a murder mystery. Like, you know, it's, it's a mystery film. Yeah. I think is the, the, yeah. And, um, like having gone to film school has sort of like, I remember watching it for the first time and I really didn't like it. And I was really frustrated by a lot of it. Um, but, uh, you know, there was, it was like the thing that you watch with your friends because there's naked people in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that, that, like that was the draw of it. Right. But, um, on subsequent rewatches and, you know, with David Lynch is always like, everything's kind of always a dream yes and it is it is this thing where i always wonder because like it's it's like twin peaks there's this perspective where like you know what's happening moment to moment but in the time you're watching it it might be too hard to put together yeah but when you do get the puzzle pieces put together like it's such a cool revelation that happens Mm. and um i kind of feel like this is a sort of best version of that uh, I don't know, Sean, did you hate it? No, I didn't hate it. Actually, I thought that Naomi Watts did very, like, a great performance. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, as far as, like, yeah. plot-wise, basically, this... Um, a woman is in a car accident, and then she has no memory, and she sort of makes her way into a... Like, finds her way into a house and, like, falls asleep. And Naomi Watts is a fresh-faced young actress who gets off a plane and like goes to her aunt's house where she's staying and finds her there. And she just kind of tries to help her solve this mystery of where she's from. Cause she has a purse that has some weird things in it, like this blue box and a key and a punch of money. And they sort of follow all these ends around LA trying to figure things out. And then about halfway through, uh, they open the blue box and it immediately just like cuts. We wake up. They are, playing uh, they each all of the actors are playing kind of different characters that we've already met throughout or like not even different characters but like Naomi Watts is now not like a bubbly fresh like in the first one everything's going right for her she's like everyone likes her she's so fun entertaining easy things happen for her and the second one she is like uh depressed she's an kind of an asshole and like just nothing is really going right for her and it's like, and I think that from Naomi Watts's uh, reading of it, she thinks that it's the 
same character, or the, she's the character from the second half, but she wishes her life was like the first half, which is fine and how I like to see that, except that there's so many weird things that are like, well, why even is there a hitman that does this bungly hit? Or like, why is there this blue box? Why is this this swamp monster man that just kind of pops up every once in a while? Like, there's so many things that it's like, well, then what even is this important for? And do they do those questions get answered? Not a peep. And David Lynch Ugh. will not say anything. And no, none of the actors mm-hmm. really know for sure. And honestly, looking on the internet, not a lot of people have concrete answers either. There, uh, there's um, there's like a there's when the DVD came out, they put an insert in which were clues to help you like solve the. It's like ten clues to solve the riddle. And uh, a lot of people are confused a lot more by them. <laughs> and uh, it's great. It's so good. <laughs> so the clues just make you more confused? Because honestly, yeah. I also read those clues and I'm like, but what, who's to say that David Lynch didn't just like put make these clues up to create more uh, just interaction with the film, which is fine and cool. Yeah. But... I, I want. I wonder if David actually gave them the clues, or if someone else just did them to try and help people understand. I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, but I. But. I would suggest it. I. I think that it really, to me, well, in Naomi Watts's career, it kind of put her on the map because she does very good. Uh, oh at, yeah. In both roles, and um, who is the a weird character? Oh, Justin Theroux is in yeah. it. Billy Ray Cyrus is in it for like a, <laughs> in a very strange role. Yeah. yeah. He, Billy Ray I think Cyrus he likes is kind of weird people. <laughs> That's yeah, so I think so. Anyway, it's kind of mystifying, but um, but it was a great watch, and I I haven't seen it since also first year film school. And I probably mm. and I just like didn't remember any of the, the, context or like, uh, any of the, parsing through it from that time. Anyway, any anything else you guys get some eyes on this week? I just have a really quick one, um, mm-hmm. because I didn't finish it. <laughs> have you guys ever seen Freddy Got Fingered? Yeah. Honestly, Sonia, I tried to watch it, um, but my Amazon Prime was not working for some reason. Which maybe I should thank Goddess that it didn't because I was kind of (laughs) nervous. Honestly, I think so. It made me so uncomfortable and unhappy trying to watch it. Um, You know, I kind of get, I mean, I think I get what Tom Green was doing. Um, He was being Tom Green and sort of just like, I don't know. It felt very 2001 to me, like that style mm. of completely sort of absurd. Sort out, yeah. Yeah, like almost anti-comedy, like pushing the, pushing the envelope so hard. But also, I'm not going to lie, it really reads as ableist in the year, I was going to say 2022, but it's 2001 in, right now. In the year 2001. Um, 20 years from now, I think people will probably be like, this sort of seems like a really inappropriate imitation of someone with a disability. Um, not the whole time, but just at times when he's being really weird and like doing strange things, it feels like he's doing 
a bad impression from the early 2000s that people used to do of people with disabilities. Well, so. famously, friend of the show, Christy Zoltzman, and I watched a Roger and Ebert um, review on Freddy Got Fingered, and mm-hmm. he uses the R word to describe Tom Green. <gasps> and we were like, what? <laughs> So well, there went, you go. The time around, the time that's surrounding this was just like, whoa, what are we all doing? Yeah. Um, Sonia, I have to know, were you also very surprised to see it's Rip Torn who plays his dad, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what was he like? Did he owe somebody money? <laughs> Why was he there? Did he think it was funny? I don't know. There's no way, right? I don't, I don't know. It's so. It's so. I. I. When it came out. I remember thinking like he's too good for this. Like I like I literally thought that <laughs> as, well? as a ten year old. <laughs> yes. Is he the person that the question, "Daddy, would you like some sausage?" was directed to. Yes, <laughs> yes, he was. And, good to know. Y- y- you know, like at the time, I think Rip Torn was basically the guy, the boss from MIB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To I me, like I think, like, and I remember thinking like. He's too good for this. Like, what? What? Why are you here, Mister Torn? Um, what's going on? I will just. I will never get over the fact that his name is that the two yeah. parts of his name are synonyms for each other. Yes, I'll never get over. Honestly, that. it's amazing. Makes me so happy. Um, you guys, I I would like to quickly bring up a movie that I didn't watch. I don't particularly care for but this movie was so hyped up to me and was such a disappointment and wow. I really wonder if it if it affected all of my future watchings of all horror movies for the rest of time um but 13 ghosts may be the most <laughs> meh movie that I have ever encountered in my life yeah. and I remember like a part I was thinking for a minute, like, oh, it's really cool that they're just going to show you the ghosts up front and it's they're going to be good about it. And then it just was such a bad movie and so many... It was like Ghost Ship. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that right. came out, but yeah, the same yeah, yeah. sort of thing happened. And there was like, oh my God, you guys, this movie's so good. And like, it just, I don't know. It just drives me nuts, but whatever. The thing I would really like to quickly talk about is a little movie called Fast and the Furious. <laughs> which I watched in school. What? Yes. We watched it in school one afternoon. In Somebody French brought it from or some home. Dumb workaround. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no nothing. Or like in shop class <laughs> nope. or something. It was Yeah. I think it was the end I think it was the end of the year and someone was like, let's just do this. Like let's just um but uh I I wonder if in twenty years the makers of this movie will will look back and be like, oh man, I could have made like fifteen more movies out of this. I could have land before time did. Oh yeah, with I guess Dwayne we'll the Rock know. Johnson. Yeah, I hope they <sighs> do. <laughs> oh my god. Um, for me, the last film that I watched was The Princess Diaries, which is something oh, that I have so watched many a time, many a time in my life. It is a Gary Marshall film, which I actually didn't realize. Uh, until I just watched it today, um, produced by Whitney Houston, which I was surprised at both ways. <laughs> starring She's our a woman little, of taste. What can you say? Starring our little Annie Hathaway, 
and she is so good. She's easy breezy. Sandra always in this as Principal Gupta. Um, yeah, what, what can I say about this? I guess I was obsessed with the like weird, the arty like gutted fire hall that they lived in, even though in retrospect, like paying the keeping the lights on in that place and heat would have bankrupted them in a, a month. I impossible that they live there. Um, <laughs> and um, oh, and there's a lot of nepotism in this film because Gary Marshall's daughter <laughs> plays uh, Julie Andrews's like assistant. Um, there's all these like her like cute alt loser like boyfriend um, Michael, who is Robert Schwartzman. So he's Talia Shower- Shire's son, Jason Schwartzman's brother. Uh, and he's like Whoa. a weirdo. He does weird. He does. He makes weird choices in this. He'll like. Uh, he just like put on this weird clay mask for a scene, like sort of an intimate like talking scene, and he just like was wearing a strange mask, or like, just put, a character gave him a check for something, and he just put it in his mouth, for not really any reason. Just like I guess make some strong choices, Robert. Um, you know what, Sean. And you're that character is single-handedly responsible for forming my interest in weird alt guys, and I'm so mad about it because he sucks. Oh. <laughs> well, that haircut I would get today. Honestly, I was looking at it and I was like, "Well, yeah, please." No, no, he's I'm hot, not mad at but him. like the attitude. Oh, the dude! He's got. He needs an attitude adjustment. Um, and also her friend Heather Matarazzo mm-hmm. is. Gaetan Matarazzo's mother, who is the teeth kid from Stranger Things. <gasps> so there are so many, like her friend with, like her kind of quirky friend with. Yeah, the, Lily. With, yeah, Lily. Who's also anyway, a terrible so th- friend, by the way. <laughs> she was. She was a bad friend. She needs to make. It's a good thing I'm... she's moving to Genovia so she can just start fresh because these people are mean. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I am genuinely goofed that that Gaetan Madrazo is her son. That does not make sense to my brain time-wise, but wow. Well, the woman is like, you know, I guess this came out in 2001. She was probably 18, like maybe older. Yeah. It's just I it, I mean, you I I don't I don't doubt you, Sean. I just it's not making math. It's not making math in my brain. <laughs> Um, anyway, so that's what I'll leave you with, is you trying to quickly Wikipedia, which was also invented this year. Crazy. 2001. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Wikipedia, Heather Matarazzo. Um, I'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use their song, Manituna, for our theme song. Thanks to everyone at CJTR and all of you for letting us your ears. The show is broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Fridays at 3, and is available as a podcast on the CJTR website, Spotify, and Apple Play. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so follow us. And you just have a good night. Bye. See ya. Bye.